0: welcome everybody to episode 28 of what the funk i'm so excited to have you here today and today i'm pretty pumped for this episode um and i'm probably gonna make a lot of people mad and i'm just gonna we're just gonna rip the band off um the fact that you may have given birth um, does not qualify you to give advice to others who are carrying a child or potentially gonna be giving birth soon when it comes to managing their fitness and nutrition. (laughs) And I say that with so much love in it because there's a lot of nuance involved, especially during and after pregnancy when it comes to an individual's health. And every single person is so different. Now, that does not make your own experience with pregnancy and with fitness during pregnancy invalid, but it does not qualify you unless you are actually certified and have studied pre- and postpartum training and nutrition to support other individuals with pre and postpartum training and nutrition. Um, Whether you are just um, a mom who's wanting to give out advice to friends or you are another coach and you're like, well, I've had a kid, so I know what I'm talking about. And I'm sure that your perspective is incredible. Like you definitely have a perspective that I don't have because I don't have children, but there is a different knowledge and skill set and considerations that have to be put into place when somebody is about to have a baby. Um, And so I'm here today to just talk about some basic pre and postpartum training sort of myths and considerations that everybody should just keep in mind because I think it's important that people have this knowledge whether you have had children you're planning to have more or you're planning to have one and you've had none yet or you've had children and you have some questions and concerns about your own experience this is gonna be the episode for you now I will be doing a little bit more in depth I have some episodes planned um, around breastfeeding specifically around pelvic floor health around managing nutrition during the various trimesters and how to work around certain things and and what are the best ways to balance those individual things but today is just this sort of a jumping off point, diving into bringing you guys more content around pre and postpartum training. So full disclosure, I am a pre and postpartum certified um, fitness and nutrition coach. It's one of the certifications that was really, really important for me to get because I work primarily with women. Um, and 85% of women that coaches work with will have or have had already carried a pregnancy and or given birth, right? And so it's i felt like it was a i felt that i had a responsibility to gain as much information as i could to be an adequate support for my clients especially my postpartum clients and um fun fact postpartum is you've having a kid you don't have to have been within six months of having given birth to be considered postpartum if you've birthed a child, you are postpartum, whether they are three months, three years, or 13 years old. And there are things that will impact you because of that unique experience that you've had. So what do we need to know about pre and postpartum training? Um, the, the answer that is just going to really annoy a lot of people is that so much of what is good for an individual is Gonna depend on so many factors, um, but there's three big factors that I tend to look at when it comes to supporting somebody from pre and postnatal exercise. Now, this is this is the fun timeline that I always tell people is um, I have the knowledge and the skill set to get you off of birth control, reestablish your fertility, help you get pregnant, and support you through your pregnancy and afterwards on all fronts, which is actually really really cool, and I'm very proud to be able to say that. So, um, just to give you a perspective, but there's three main things that I have learned to look at. my experience coaching pre and postpartum clients and those three things are going to be body awareness training age and skill set and established training frequency and experience Um, so those things are different so let's talk about body awareness first Um, the first thing that we have to recognize is that unless you're used to moving your body and taking time to learn about your body your body awareness level is going to vary. You're not going to know what certain things feel like, right? And so whenever I have a client um, who is postpartum or even who's considering giving birth or they come to me and they've just recently gotten pregnant, I always start by let's learn about our body. Let's start to connect to the pelvic floor. Let's start to connect to the deep deep core. And let's start that process. Talk to me about how certain movements feel as you're going through them. Do you feel pressure in the perineum? Are you feeling bulging or pushing? Are you seeing any coning anywhere, right? Do you have any discomfort um, in your back or any range of motion issues that occur right now? And how do we tune into the body to figure out what things feel like and figure out how they're supposed to feel this is where being an online coach gets interesting because a lot of people go well you're an online coach how are you supposed to help people Um, my clients send me a lot of videos right I do a lot of video evaluation of um, form and I coach my clients on how is the best way to take a video from different angles so we can get the most accurate viewpoint and a lot of times I'll reply in kind usually with a video demonstration of what it is that I want them to do if it's not something that I can easily say in words. Because a lot of times having visuals is really important, and the videos are super helpful because everybody has different biomechanics, right? We have, our bodies are all put together differently, and especially for an individual who's going through a pregnancy, um, you're going to experience changes in your biomechanics, your center of balance, your comfort level with certain positions, and your range of motion is going to shift. So body awareness is the first factor that I take into account when I'm programming for pre- and postpartum clients, especially newly postpartum, recently postpartum, right? Um, now the next step is looking at somebody's training age and skill. Um, I'm not gonna put somebody under a barbell if they've never even picked up a dumbbell, right? What is your experience of movement? What are your preferred methods of movement? What are the things that you know how to do, and what are the skills that we potentially need to learn, right? Um, somebody who has been lifting weights and has been under a barbell and has an established load and skill set that they can take on is gonna have be able to maintain and take on a more intense training regimen during pregnancy in theory than somebody who has just recently started working out. Now, here's the fun fact, and um, you actually can start to exercise during pregnancy even if you've never exercised before. But you have to be aware and respectful of your training skill set and start slow, just like you would start off if you weren't pregnant, right? You wouldn't start by going and like running a marathon first you would start by maybe doing like a couch to 5k program right so we have to take into consideration where your skill set and experience lies and what is your established training frequency right this is also going to be different training frequency and intensity not just your skill set but at what intensity and frequency is your body conditioned now as you progress through a pregnancy um your training intensity will be a percentage of what your training intensity and frequency was potentially going to be before you got pregnant. Maybe the frequency even can maintain the same, but the intensity is going to be scaled back 15, 20, 30% as you progress, right? To keep the body healthy, and part of that reason is because we do want to be mindful um of intra-abdominal pressure and the pressure that's being put on the pelvic floor just from the pregnancy alone. Um, Now, again, there's going to always be exceptions to this rule. I'm sure you guys have seen some videos of some really amazing pregnant athletes who are doing some really incredible high-level things, but they are outliers, right? But that doesn't mean that you can't have an established training routine as a pregnant individual, and it's totally fine. So let's talk about a myth. Um, And I kind of touched on this about you can't work out while pregnant. And I think that we all more or less know that this is false, but you can still train heavy while you're pregnant, right? If you are an individual who's used to getting under a barbell, you're used to doing squats, you're used to doing deadlifts, you, you consider yourself an intermediate to advanced lifter let's say um you can still do a lot of those things albeit with some changes now you want to be mindful of intensity regardless of what choice of activity or intensity level you're training at you want to more or less keep things at an effort and out Output where you could still easily do one to two more reps of any given movement right we don't want to max out and again. This is because we don't want to put any additional strain or intra abdominal pressure on the pelvic floor. Okay, so given your training history your training experience your level your body awareness right you can train with varying levels of intensity based on your previous experience. And if you are new to training, you can still continue training and gaining skills in the gym. We're just going to, again, be very mindful and monitor your energy output, your intensity, and how you feel during your training sessions um, and build that awareness if there's a lack of it to begin with, right? Being pregnant doesn't stop you from going on this journey. It just means that there's a different thing set of things that we have to consider and just be a little bit more aware of. Now, Basically, we also want to make sure that you have medical clearance. So one thing that I do with my clients is I always make sure that we have medical clearance and um, either get a letter from the doctor or have an exercise readiness form signed by their doctor stating that they are f- clear for exercise. There are no contraindications to them exercising during their pregnancy. Um, and so this is really important to know because um, as you're going through your um your prenatal care you want to make sure that you you know you're getting your checkups that there's no you know preeclampsia going on there's no issues with blood pressure there's no issues with the heart there's no issues with um you know it, any anything that could cause somebody to be unsafe during movement potentially you know get dizzy, fall over, things like that. And just general health, if there's any other conditions that might be underlying from also previous disease, we want to make sure that you have medical clearance. And if there's any limitations that your doctor is asking you to uphold during your exercise regimen, we want to make sure that we're always clearing that. right Again, um, always working with our medical providers, advocating for ourselves and asking questions so that we're moving forward in the safest way possible. Um, And then the other things we have to consider too are how much energy do you have? What other symptoms are you experiencing? Nausea, food aversions, fatigue, are you throwing up, right? These will also shift your training intensity. So you could be an individual who has um, a fairly established workout routine. You train pretty intensely, you know, three to four days a week and pregnancy hits and you're like... I can barely keep my eyes open right that will change obviously your ability to output energy and that's another thing that we have to take into consideration so for example if i have a client who's really struggling with fatigue we scale back what their movement goals are going to be to help you know so make sure that we're doing what we need to do to support the public floor to connect to the deep core to build in that body awareness to check in with ourselves without taxing too much of the energy that they don't have to give um, at that time. And that can happen. It's pretty typical during the first trimester, but that can last throughout the the entire pregnancy too, right? So always making sure. And then food aversions will be a big thing as well. Um, So if I have a client who's pregnant and we're really experiencing food aversions and struggling to fuel ourselves, that's going to also shift what intensity level that we're requesting of somebody's body. I don't want to put somebody in a position where they're not eating enough food. And we're also trying to work out four days a week, right? That's not going to be good for anybody. So again, then we scale back the intensity to match what is currently going on. Okay. Now here's another fun one. And again, this, this pe- people, people argue about this one, six weeks, you're ready to return to exercise. <laughs> now I'm not saying that that's wrong, but I'm also not saying that that's right. Um, it's gonna, again, depend. And again, once postpartum, always postpartum. Now, if I am working with somebody through their pregnancy and directly after birth, um, day zero, we start reconnecting With their body again it's called that that reconnection rehabilitation where we're doing just some deep pelvic floor breathing we're just going on light walks and that's pretty much it you're just trying to reconnect to your body as it's healing you already have asked so much of it whether you have had a vaginal birth or you have had a c-section and depending on how your birth went you you might not be up and walking around for maybe a week or so After you've given birth, and all you can really do is just focus on your breathing, right? For five minutes here, five minutes there. But you want to reconnect. Now, you can start going technically back to exercise at six weeks with medical clearance, but that doesn't mean that you go back to the same level of exercise that you had prior to giving birth, right? How we're going to scale somebody back up into their normally their standard that what they're normally used to their standard exercise routine with obviously maybe some modifications and some shift in how we go about it because of the additional demands of Caring for another whole ass human, um, right? Um, we're gonna go through like a rest and rehab, focus on functional recovery, make sure if there's any pelvic floor dysfunction that we're seeking out referrals for pelvic floor physical therapy, and then rebuilding the strength and functionality of the deep core pelvic floor movement patterns. Because again, your body has just changed, your center of gravity has also changed, and we have to sort of re establish some of the skill set that we had prior but not at the same level of intensity that you had before. Um, And there's another myth, too, that you can't do um, core work when you're pregnant. I highly recommend individuals do deep core and pelvic floor work while they are pregnant because we want to not only connect to that part of our body, but you want to keep it strong. Now, this doesn't mean like I'm saying, hey, go do 100 crunches when you're pregnant. These exercises are going to look very different. And they're actually exercises that I that I typically plug into my client's programming, depending on where they're at with their journey with connecting to their pelvic floor and deep floor and how big of a focus they choose to put focus, how, how big of a focus they choose they want to put on it. Wow, that was a really hard sentence to say. Okay. But you can do core work while you're pregnant, and sometimes doing that core work during pregnancy will help speed up the process of that rehabilitation and recovering the functional, um, the functional recovery of the deep core and the pelvic floor, which is really, really cool. Um, and then a few things that you want to just be mindful throughout pregnancy and postnatal training pelvic floor dysfunction, right? This is going to mean any kind of pressure or bulging in the perineum. It's going to mean any kind of issues with incontinence, um, any pain with, you know, any discomfort with the cervix or the vagina. Um, This can also mean if you are getting regular UTIs or yeast infections, this can also be assigned to pelvic floor dysfunction. So if you're having things that are kind of reoccurring in that area, make sure you speak up and say something. Cause there's actually a whole ass like list of things that, you know, if your back pain can sometimes be Assigned a pelvic floor dysfunction, and why do I keep talking about the pelvic floor and connecting to the deep core and the pelvic floor? Well, because during pregnancy you're taking a pretty big load onto your deep core and pelvic floor, and if it's weakened or you're disconnected from it, you can cause issues with low back pain because what's going to happen is your glutes are going to sort of overactivate. This is this is the pancake butt during pregnancy that a lot of people experience. They will sort of pull down to kind of help, so they'll to help support the pelvic floor because it's not being utilized effectively and then in turn that will also lead to lower back pain during pregnancy so that's why it's important um, fun fact breathing during pregnancy and actually i i prefer this method of breathing to begin with um, i'm trying to find a creative way how to coach this type of breathing um, but i haven't quite figured it out yet, but it's something I'm working on kind of experimenting with myself, um, first, but we don't use the Valsava maneuver during breathing. Now, typically a Valsava maneuver is when you breathe in, you're going to hold and brace your midsection during the hardest part of an exercise, right? So you're creating intra-abdominal pressure to support the core and the spine during an exercise. but we already have a lot of that pressure happening due to pregnancy, um, as well as just other things in life that can cause pelvic floor dysfunction or, you know, extra stress. So I like to breathe in and then I breathe out during the hardest part of the movement while kind of sucking everything in to that transverse abdominis, which is the deepest part of the core muscles. Okay. Um, And that's a different way of breathing. It's actually more challenging. Um, When I first started breathing that way, it actually reduced the amount of weight that I could push because while I was reducing the intra-abdominal pressure, I was also relieving the stress on my pelvic floor at the same time during the hardest part of the exercise now this doesn't compromise your spine if you know if you're using an appropriate weight with good form shifting to that style of breathing which is going to be a pelvic floor protective style of breathing it's not going to have any negative impacts on your ability to protect your spine or your form as long as you're using good form and you're not overdoing it with the amount of weight. And again, that's about monitoring intensity. Um, And just something too that you want to, one thing that could be um, a cue if you're creating too much intra-abdominal pressure during pregnancy while you're training is you'll have that budging of that linea Alba, which is that midline on the within the abdomen you'll see some kind of bulging that's occurring there or sometimes even coning on the belly during pregnancy when you are working out and that means that you're probably creating a little bit too much intra-abdominal pressure you need to shift how you're breathing um i really should that's going to inspire me i'm going to do a reel about this now different ways of breathing for the pelvic floor maybe i'll be able to be more eloquent and explain it a little better to people if I force myself to do that. It's always about getting out of your comfort zone, right, guys? So that's, that's sort of the basics of training for pre and postpartum, right? You can train during pregnancy. You can start training during pregnancy. And you can more or less maintain what you were doing before pregnancy with some adjustments in intensity and frequency, depending on what your personal experience is. Um, After you've given birth um, and you get your clearance to return to exercise, remembering that you might not be able to, I wouldn't recommend returning to the same level of intensity as exercise. And also remembering that if it's six weeks and you're still not ready to return to exercise, there's absolutely nothing wrong wrong with that six weeks isn't the end all be all it might be longer than that for an individual it's going to be so dependent on what your birth experience is um that that will determine is this six weeks going to be the mark for you yes or no to start rebuilding that rehabilitation and that doing that functional recovery of those muscles um, that were taxed during pregnancy as well as childbirth so Hopefully this was a short but sweet and yet informative episode for you. I love working with my pregnant and postpartum clients. Um, It's just so much fun. It's it's a new skill set. It's not a new skill set, but it's a different skill set than just regular, coaching, I I say regular coaching, but what I do obviously isn't regular coaching, but it it takes a different set of considerations for each individual, and hopefully this episode was able to shed some light on things to know, things to consider, things to look out for if you are pregnant in training, or if you are considering pregnancy and training, or if you are postpartum, and you're like, hmm, I kind of wish I knew this before, maybe you'll start to check in with your body just a little bit more frequently. I'm going to be super excited to bring you guys more content surrounding pre and postpartum training and nutrition as well. Um, I'm super excited. I finally am like owning this part of my passion and my training and with within my coaching practice. Um, you know, for a long time, again, there was that imposter syndrome of, well, I've not had a kid. So why do I think I'm qualified to talk on this? And I'm qualified to talk on this because I've studied it and I coach people through it. Um, and I feel like it's important for me to share the information because I know I have so many people that are here in my audience who would benefit from this information. And, um, you know, I don't have a right to gatekeep. So we're going to just let it all hang out. Um, if you have any questions on any of this content in here, feel free to hop in my DMs and Instagram and be sure to leave a rating and review um, on the podcast, whatever podcast platform you are listening to. It does help the algorithm quite a bit. And thank you guys so much for being here today. That's a wrap today for What The Funk. I'll See you next time.